0: Good morning, Elisha. Good morning, Mark.
1: How about uh how about the weather?
0: How about that weather? It's been uh it's been pretty dry lately. Yeah, it hasn't rained in
1: like months. Months it I ha- say.
0: Well, okay. That's would have been true, but last night I was camping and I got rained on. You were right to say that it has not rained in months because that was true until this morning at 5 a.m. when I got rained on while sleeping outside.
1: Are you sure it was rain and not, like, dew?
0: I'm 100% positive because it was, I mean, it was also forecasted, too. Oh. Um, yeah, it only rained briefly, but I, I got wet and I'm upset about it, but we really needed it, so I'm not upset about it.
1: Hey, and you gotta wake up early and watch the sunrise and all that stuff, too, I assume.
0: Uh No, I went. actually was awake for like 45 minutes and then went back to sleep before the sun came up. How dare you? How dare me? You ungrateful
1: Man. little person.
0: It's a pretty dumb way to start an episode by just talking about the weather, or at least it would be if this episode was not about the actual weather. Yeah.
1: And the episode actually starts off talking about how dry it's been, or at least how hot it's been.
0: Yeah, they um yeah, they're like sitting in the classroom. Well, okay. It's called The Magic School Bus Kicks Up a Storm. First of all, that's important. That is important. Um and they do kick up a storm. Spoiler alert. So yeah, they're sitting in the classroom. Um it's super hot. They're all bummed out when they look like it. Uh somebody sure. says it's too what? How hot is it? How hot is it? I mean, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to answer that question, but it's pretty hot. Well, it was it was 99 degrees Fahrenheit and 37 degrees Celsius. Oh, no. so that's where I was you, that's where I was guiding you. You're right. We did have a quantitative answer for that question. It's 90, 99 degrees Fahrenheit according to Keisha, which is 37 degrees Celsius according to Phoebe because at Phoebe's old school they use metric. Phoebe's old school is just sounding better and better because metric is better. Most of the time, metric makes sense in I want to go ahead and
1: say in every in every sense.
0: Like see, I actually, well, I'm going to make an argument that Fahrenheit is better than Celsius. Explain. Okay. Well, let's talk about the difference between them at first. Uh okay, so Celsius, they they're both the same thing. They're both measured in degrees. Um but Celsius is it's just a different scale. Like the the you can look up the formula to convert from Fahrenheit to Celsius. It's it's um like Fahrenheit minus thirty two degrees times five ninths gives you Celsius. And which Celsius pretty-
1: Celsius times
0: one point eight plus thirty two degrees equals Fahrenheit. Sure. So which sounds kinda arbitrary, but it's really not because Celsius on the surface seems to make more sense, and it does in some cases. It makes more sense for like um in like scientific cases. Where you're doing some sort of experiment, because the freezing point of water in Celsius is zero degrees, and the boiling point is one hundred, and that's what that whole scale is based on, which is convenient.
1: It's, but it's how rather often,
0: convenient. Yes, but how often do we, as human beings, actually care about like the temperature of the water when we're talking about the weather? We don't. We like never do.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Fahrenheit, I think, was was created. Well, it was created first. I'm pretty sure. But the idea behind Fahrenheit is that from 0 to 100 is roughly what the average person will experience in their life.
0: Right. It's uh, There's a range in uh, most parts of the world that's inhabited by humans. Uh, the air temperature will, will range throughout the year from around negative 20 degrees Fahrenheit to 110 degrees Fahrenheit, which is pretty much 0 to 100 uh, for all intents and purposes. That's a 130 degree range. On the Celsius scale, that range of air temperature is more like from like 43 degrees to about 73 degrees. So that's a uh Wait, what? 30 degree from 40 that's to 70?
1: 43 Fahrenheit or er, 43 Celsius is like 110
0: Fahrenheit. Hold on. What What did I do wrong here? Oh, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. I said that completely wrong. Negative 28 degrees to 43 degrees. Oh, okay. Which is a 72 degree range. All right. That makes more sense. I got my numbers mixed up. So, which is a 73 degree range approximately as opposed to a 130 degree range in Fahrenheit, which means that Fahrenheit is more precise, So it's more useful when you're talking about, like, air temperature.
1: But when you're talking about temperature of things that aren't necessarily around us, um, Celsius makes a little bit more sense because you can kind of think zero is exactly freezing and 100 is boiling. So when you get up to really hot temperatures, Celsius is going to give you a smaller number, which is more manageable.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I I think that there is a solid case for both being better though all in all hey did you know that um a quick way to convert from celsius to fahrenheit is just to switch the numbers if it's a two-digit number so if it's 28 degrees celsius that is equal to 82 degrees fahrenheit did you know that
1: i i think that that only works in some cases like 21 degrees 21 degrees fahrenheit isn't 12 degrees celsius
0: you're absolutely right. It it actually works in exactly one case, and it's the one that I said: twenty eight degrees Celsius is eighty two degrees Fahrenheit. Well, you know, that's uh, the only time it works.
1: You want to, an, another easy way to remember it is that they're actually the same. Like for example, negative forty Celsius is the same as negative forty Fahrenheit. Uh,
0: is that true? That's only true for negative forty. Oh, cool. So, if it's 82 degrees Fahrenheit, or if it's negative 40, you can easily convert that to Celsius. Yeah,
1: it's so easy. Without doing any math. Otherwise, you're going to have to do some, some
0: simple algebra, but it's not fun. And most of the time, it will be one of those two temperatures, according yeah. to my research. According to my research. Okay. So, anyway, we can stop talking about Fahrenheit and Celsius and start talking about the weather, because Ms. Frizzle walks into the classroom... And uh, she starts singing about how it ain't gonna rain no mo', which it sounds like it hasn't been raining already. I'm not sure why she's singing this song. She's, uh, being, but she's wearing a nice. She's being dress rather pe- that has like
1: pessimistic.
0: Yeah, she is. Yeah, it's like the opposite of a rain dance. Um, but she's wearing a nice little thunderstorm-looking dress, and uh, she says like one of her favorite things about the weather is that it's always changing. Um, and Ralphie's like, well, you know what? We really need a thunderstorm because that would clear out all this muggy stuff.
1: Yeah, Um, he, he wishes that he could, he could make a thunderstorm by himself. And he imagines himself as Weatherman, a superhero that can make thunderstorms.
0: He does not just imagine himself as Weatherman. He claims that he is Weatherman. Um, and... That's what he, that's the role he's going to play throughout this episode. He wants to make a thunderstorm, which uh, good luck without Ralphie. I don't know how to do that um, because that's too, too big of a job for a kid, but it's a perfect job for weatherman. So he's going to be this superhero that knows everything about the weather, and he doesn't really seem to know anything about the weather in real life. But Miss Frizzle kind of plays along with him throughout the episode and, and uh, kind of helps him out, it seems like. So uh, they start talking about what makes the weather the way it is, and they kind of disagree about it. There's three different things that uh, each student claims makes up the weather. Do you remember what those three things are?
1: Well, uh, Carlos says that water makes the weather, but DA, according to her research, says that uh, air makes weather. But Keisha I will
0: always trust DA over Carlos. Yeah, so. she
1: does have some research on her side. Um- mm-hmm. Keisha pipes in and says that it's heat,
0: yes, and guess what they're all right. all Ms. Of them frizzle are right. says it's all three um different combinations of those three things are what make up the weather, which is kind of uh that's what we use to understand the weather in this episode really a good disclaimer for this episode is that everything is probably a little bit more complicated than the way it's explained in this episode um but that's okay because it's helpful to think of it this way as just different combinations of air uh air water and heat
1: yeah reading up so, on the on the weather to like provide some additional research for this episode i got really confused and overwhelmed by all of the different things that go into weather
0: yeah it's it is a confusing subject because it kind of involves a little bit of like every kind of science yeah I guess not biology. Who cares about biology? Biology is the worst.
1: Yeah, who needs biology?
0: So it's field trip time. Surprise, surprise. Um, They're going to go learn about the weather. And uh, Carlos sets up his rain catcher outside just in case it rains while they're gone. And it's a crazy looking contraption just like that musical instrument he made in the Haunted House episode. It's... It, I don't understand it. it doesn't seem to make sense, yeah, it it's seems just this like weird looking machine.
1: It seems like a bucket would would catch rain as as well as anything else,
0: yeah, but it does have a gauge on it that will tell you how many inches it's rained.
1: That is true. that's handy,
0: yeah, which you could just use a ruler and a bucket, yeah, um and so as they're getting ready to leave, the class seems to be in doubt that Ralphie really has any weather powers at all. Um and Tim Tim says that he wants to make a comic book about a superhero and he's really excited because now he's gonna make a Weatherman comic book, which good for you, Tim. I'm so excited that you are doing something because you're great.
1: Yeah, I wanna read I wanna read Tim's comic
0: book. I do too. We get to see a sneak peek of it at the end and it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it is. Um Um, so Liz and Ralphie go to warm up the bus and when they find it, it's got a bunch of like stuff attached to it. Like there's a fan on the back and there's like heating lamps on the top.
0: Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's confusing. Um so they uh sorry, sorry. Ralphie says that they're going to explain explore one of weather's main ingredients air. They're going to explore air first, but not just any air, moving air because that's what causes weather is when air is moving apparently. Which I guess is true. Yeah. So a lot of,
1: um, a lot of what gets you know weather going is is when air is moving. So like, how? So clouds are. We're gonna learn later are moisture, but how does the moisture get to the air or get to the clouds? It's wind that blows it up there.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um. Yeah. So. Miss Frizzle is apparently going to let Ralphie ra- drive the bus, that, which doesn't seem like a good decision. It seems like an accident waiting to happen, but he is Weatherman
1: and it is his job to make the weather, so
0: I guess he's driving. Yeah, and you just you just have to admire how much faith Miss Frizzle has in Ralphie in this episode. It's really kind of beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's kind of cool to for her to just be like, "You know what? You do it. You you be Miss Frizzle today and I'll be Ralphie."
0: yep and okay so he just starts pushing buttons randomly and eventually the bus starts flying um and the ceiling opens up and everyone in the class everyone in the class except for ralphie becomes flat stanley and they all float out of the bus and if you haven't read the book flat stanley why are you here go read flat stanley and then come back and listen to the rest of this episode go read flat stanley and then print
1: them out and then mail them to your friends across the world and get them to send you pictures of flat stanley
0: Flat Stanley was so good. He, but he, okay, he became flat because a, a, a bulletin board fell on him.
1: I think it was a bookshelf full of books fell on, fell on oh. him in the middle of the night.
0: I hope that's what it was because a bulletin board would barely even hurt you if it fell on you.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think if I remember correctly, his bed was next to a bookshelf, and the bookshelf fell fell on him.
0: That's actually a very bad thing to write into a kids book because kids are going to think that if if a bookshelf falls on them then they can fly like a kite with their buddy attached a string to them. When in reality you're you're going to get hurt pretty bad. It's not going to be pretty. You it wouldn't be a good thing. Flat Stanley's not real and uh neither is this moment in the Magic School Bus when all the kids have become Flat Stanley. Um, yeah, they all sort of fly out of the top of the bus, and they're just floating around in the wind. Um, and I guess this is supposed to demonstrate that wind exists. I don't know. I didn't quite understand this part. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: it's... the whole This whole thing is like, hey, look, there's wind here, and that's the best way to show it, I guess. Um... But at one point, they start talking about what makes wind, and they say that it's a combination of air and heat. When air is heated by the sun, it rises, and more air has to take its place, so cooler air comes in.
0: Yeah, and I actually remember having that explained to me that way in, like, middle school science class, which is true. I mean, because I I definitely have been at the beach before, and you can tell that when you're standing beside the ocean, the wind is generally rushing toward you which fits with that description but i mean that kind of only explains how the wind works on the seacoast
1: well yeah so so the wind that comes in from like the ocean towards the shore is one form of wind also um cities are hot because there's a lot of people in cities so the air in cities rises so so wind comes into the city and then also there are prevailing winds that go towards the equator because the equator is hot. So the air at the equator, like the middle of the you know globe, rises and then air from the south and the north come in and fill that up.
0: Gotcha. Well, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. So just anytime there's a temperature difference between two places, there's generally going to be air moving from the cooler area to the warmer area.
1: Yeah, because the, you know, hot air is less dense than cold air. So it's going to tend to float up higher. Uh which, which makes is how hot air balloons work. Yeah, that's how hot air balloons work. And then something has to rush underneath where the hot air used to be. And so the cold air is trying to take up that space cuz it's it's a lower pressure.
0: Right. All right. Well, I get it. That makes a little bit more sense. Um so yeah, after they start to understand that uh, they get back in the bus. And uh, the bus... The, everyone agrees that this was an ex- excellent demonstration of wind. And Carlos says that he was blown away by the experience. But Carlos. everyone doesn't go Carlos. No, that doesn't happen. They oh. just go ha 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 ha. And oh I yeah, because like, Carlos what?
1: is the cool one. And, and uh, Ralph... Er, oh, wait. Why, did the, why were they cool with Carlos saying that? Not, and Ralphie... Whatever.
0: Whatever. I don't know. So, yeah, uh, Wanda astutely points out that the Earth is not full of giant fans. Um, so she's wondering where wind comes from. And that's when Keisha kind of explains uh, what what we just talked about, about how temperature differences causes wind. So uh, Ralphie tries to add some more heat to the air, and he makes an updraft, which is... Uh, Ms. Frizzle explains that an updraft is warm air moving up instead of sideways.
1: Yeah, so that's like we were talking about how hot air rises, and that's that's called an updraft.
0: Right. So Wanda is like, hey, Ralphie, can you make clouds? And, of course, Ralphie's like, of course I can make clouds. I'm a weatherman. Um, and Phoebe says that clouds are made of water. So Ralphie turns the entire class into water people, which is just a, a great idea it's such a great say
1: i think that the art in this episode is really fun because there's the whole like everyone is flat stanley's and that was fun because like people were like moving their arms and giving thumbs up and that was like fun to see how the animators did that but then when they turn into water like all of their body is made up of little water droplets um except for their heads which are just normal heads
0: yeah, well, at first they just look kind of like ghosts. They're just made up of actual water, but then and when they get outside of the bus, they're made up of water droplets, and it just looks like they're made of these little clear ball things. But their heads are normal because they wouldn't be able to emote if they didn't have human te- human heads, I guess. And
1: you wouldn't be able to tell which is which. I just think that it was so funny to see like little like artistic pointillism bodies, and then just like eh, just a head.
0: Yeah, it's pretty adorable. So they're made up of water droplets, and the frizz says that this is also what clouds are made out of. Um, And so then they start to freeze. The water droplets that are making up their bodies are turning into these little ice crystals. Um, And Miss Frizzle's like, they're unique and beautiful, um, because we know that no two snowflakes are the same which is the thing I've been hearing my whole life but I how do we know that for sure that
1: is something that is very very hard to prove yes it's it's easy to disprove you just find two that are the same but like you you can't check every every snowflake against itself or against every other snowflake
0: yeah but i mean we also we do have proof that like the digits in pi never repeat themselves right like there's actual math, mathematical proof for that So I I just wonder if there's some sort of proof that it's impossible for two snowflakes to be the same or if that's just a thing that we've all decided is true and may not actually be true. I think it's the latter.
1: Yeah, I think it's the latter too. I vaguely remember reading something about like either like definitive proof that it's true or definitive proof that it's not true, but I don't remember which.
0: I mean, that's kind of an important thing to remember about that sort of reading.
1: I just know that there's proof of something.
0: There is proof of something, it, and the proof is in the pudding.
1: And the pudding is in the snow.
0: And the pudding is in the snow. Proof is in the pudding, and the pudding is in the snow. Remember that if you only remember one thing from this episode. So, uh, yeah, they're they're falling, um, and they're freezing, but also they're unfreezing. They're starting to melt after they freeze. So uh, that's when it's raining, is when the snowflakes start to melt. So these are not snowflakes that are going to land on the ground and accumulate. They are melting before they even uh, get anywhere near the ground. And, uh, yeah, but they don't go all the way back to the ground. They they land back in the bus. Yeah, the bus but the bus
1: s- catches them, and they they don't have to... Can you imagine if they fell all the way to the ground, and they're like, oh, now we have to start over and make a, a brand-new cloud and brand-new thunderstorm?
0: What a bummer that would be. But uh they do they and they kind of talk about this in the producer segment too, but most raindrops um do start out well this s they don't start out as snow, but they they at some point are ice or snowflakes and then they melt and then they become raindrops. Yep. Yep. So, okay, they're back in the bus. Keisha says to Ralphie, "May have had some uh may have made some wild some wind and some rain." But he still has not made a thunderstorm, which was his big claim from the beginning. So Ralphie kind of go, goes mad with power and just starts adding a bunch of everything. So he adds more heat, more water, and more wind, and it completely works. Uh, he makes a thunderstorm. Yeah, it seems like he just kind of like
1: he just kind of like pushes every single button until something happens.
0: Yeah, he does, and it, it, he does a good job, and it works. Yeah. Um because thunderstorms are kind of chaotic, I guess, so. Um, yeah, so they're perfectly, uh, Miss Frizzle says that they're perfectly safe because the bus is equipped with the best lightning shield available. But they are inside a thunderstorm. Yeah. And Carlos looks out the window and he points out that it's raining up.
1: And to be fair, if lightning hits them, it's not going to hurt them because they're not grounded.
0: Yeah, that's true. Wait, is that true? Yeah. Cause like yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right.
1: If if you're not grounded, you're not going to be hurt. It's not going to complete like a full circle kind of thing.
0: Yeah, you're right. Um. So yeah, so the Carlos points out that it's raining up because of the updraft that we talked about earlier. Um, Miss Frizzle says that moisture in the updraft cools condensing into clouds, and if it gets cold enough, then it turns to snow. Um, Which will either fall as snow, or it'll melt and turn into rain. But, depending on the temperature below. So, but when the snow gets heavy enough, as it accumulates, it falls. And then also, lightning and thunder happen. And this is not something that's explained in this episode at all. Um, But I do have a little bit of... The episode
1: kind of, like, is like, there's a lot of a lot of heat and wind and water, and then it—it's a thunderstorm. I mean, it doesn't exactly explain what makes a thunderstorm a thunderstorm.
0: Yeah, because this is kind of a big topic to tackle in like a twenty-two-minute kids' show episode.
1: Yeah, like you have to know a little bit about you know electricity and how you know that works before you can explain lightning. Um,
0: do you know anything about lightning? Uh. A little bit, so I'm gonna explain it sort of vaguely, and just like I said before, just acknowledge. I just want to acknowledge that it is more complicated than this. It always is, but so in general, it's it's caused by a buildup of static electricity in the thundercloud. So it's sort of like when you rub your feet with when you're wearing socks, and you rub your feet on the carpet, and then you touch a doorknob, and it goes, and it shocks you. Um, that's sort of what's going on when lightning happens. So there's a buildup of static electricity in this, in the thundercloud and static electricity, uh, can build up when two things rub together. So, um, the charges jumping to the metal doorknob when you get near it, um, basically what's happening with the lightning is that that's the charges are moving from the cloud to the ground. So, uh, and it, and it's going to take the easiest and closest path, which is why the things that are in danger of getting struck by lightning are tall objects or especially like tall metal objects. Um, so, so the, the, the,
1: the, you know, built up static in the clouds comes from water droplets rubbing against each other, right? Or ice, ice particles? It's ice.
0: Yeah. It's usually ice particles. So. The little bits of ice in the clouds are bumping into each other rapidly, which is building up a strong negative charge up in the cloud. And we know that opposite charges attract. So um, when, once the negative charge builds up in the cloud, that actually sometimes causes a concentration of positive charges like on the ground beneath the cloud or not necessarily the ground, bor- but a tall object underneath the cloud. Um, and once that, once those charges, uh, once there's a high enough concentration of charges, then, um, a bolt of lightning will connect those two points of opposite charges. So it's the same thing is going on when you touch the doorknob and you get shocked or when lightning is striking, but just sometimes much bigger scale, right? It's a much, much bigger scale. And so the rubbing that's happening, is going on inside the cloud. And sometimes the lightning just goes from one point in the cloud to another point in the cloud. But sometimes it will go from the cloud to the ground. So that's what causes lightning. But what about thunder? Thunder is what we call the noise that lightning makes. And lightning is the actual electricity, the, the big flashy thing that we see with our eyes. Um, so lightning is really hot. So the air in, in the path that the lightning is taking... Um, becomes very hot very fast. And these new hot air particles will start moving around really quickly because that's what happens when things get hot. And they bump into each other, and they bump into the colder air particles around them, which causes a massive vibration in the air, which we hear as a loud bang. And we talked about how sound is vibrations in the Halloween episode. But yeah, so that's that's generally what causes thundering, thunder and lightning on a uh, grand scale, but have you ever noticed how you will hear, you'll see the lightning, but very often you won't hear the thunder until several seconds later. Do you know why that is?
1: Um, Is it because your eyes are better at seeing than your ears are at hearing?
0: That is exactly correct. Hey. No, oh. it is because light moves much faster than sound does.
1: Oh, okay, that makes sense
0: which is not really related to weather, but it is something that's important to note because you can actually use the gap between um, when you see the lightning and when you hear the lightning or when you hear the thunder to estimate how far away the storm is, or at least that bolt of lightning, that particular bolt of lightning. So if you want to pull out some uh, some. A calculator and do some quick calculations you can figure it out some people will like clap three times and that tells them how many well they'll just like clap and that tells them how many miles away it is which like there's some truth to that but how fast are you clapping i don't i've never really understood that method
1: i think that a good rule of thumb is that you can you can see if the lightning is getting closer to you or farther away by seeing if the gaps are getting closer together or farther away
0: yeah, that's a good takeaway. But you can, and you can pretty much assume that since lightning or light moves quickly enough to where you can assume that when you see the light, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it's close enough to where that's a safe assumption to make. So that's that. Where are we in the exact plot of the episode again?
1: Um. Well, at this point, Carlos is getting terrified because he realizes that he hates roller coasters and being in a bus in a lightning storm is basically like a roller coaster.
0: Yeah and I love roller coasters.
1: So does Wanda. Remember that episode where they go inside of Arnold?
0: Yeah. I really thought that Ralphie would like roller coasters.
1: He seems like a roller coaster kind of boy.
0: He does. So he's really scared and he confesses to the class to their great surprise that he is not weatherman. Um which is a shocking moment for everyone. And he all, doesn't know anything about weather. And
1: all through the episode the class had been like kind of like egging him on and being like, Yeah, you're weatherman, you can help us but Keisha the whole time was like, Ugh, you're not Weatherman, you're you're Carlos, you don't know anything.
0: Yeah. Or, you're Keisha's you're Ralphie, really you don't know anything. Yeah. Um
1: but at this point, Keisha says Hey, you're weatherman. You can figure out how to do this. I believe in you.
0: Yeah, she gives him a little pep talk. Um, this is all this, these episodes always have pep talks.
1: Yeah. So so Ralphie um, realizes that in order to get to the ground, he can just jump out of the bus. Um. So he jumps yeah. out and grabs in a little ice particle that's falling. Um. And then I mean the the class follows him. So he grabs one of the ice particle, and then it melts, and it's a raindrop. Um, and it falls all the way down right into Carlos's rain catcher.
0: Yeah, and they just leave the bus, which I guess will be fine on its own. Yeah. I think they leave Liz in charge of the bus. The,
1: the bus can figure it out. The bus is a smart guy.
0: I mean, I guess if Ralphie can drive the bus, then Liz can drive the bus.
1: Well, Liz, Liz drove the bus the time that they that they went in the oven.
0: Yeah, I guess, yeah, Liz is kind of a pro at driving the bus. Yeah. But they abandon ship. I guess the bus can handle itself. Um, So, uh, oh, yeah, and as they're falling, they're, like, talking e- to each other from inside their individual raindrops. But, and they're, and they're also apparently breathe in, inside the raindrop.
1: Hey, Elisha. I, I didn't
0: get that. It's magic. What? It's a magic school oh, bus. Oh, my bad, my bad. Sorry about that, everyone.
1: I like how, in this episode, they turn into flat Stanleys and then back into people and then into like water people and then back into regular people, but you're up so that they can like hear each other inside of rain drops
0: sorry <laughs> i i I'm one of those kids that would have called into the producer, okay um okay, so they land in Carlos's rain catcher, and there's a gauge that says it has rained one inch um and. They're safe, and I guess they're happy because they really wanted it to rain because yeah. it was so hot and dry. So back in the classroom, uh, Tim has made a really well-drawn comic of Weatherman, and he like has taped the pages to the chalkboard, and it looks really good. Like It looks like a great comic. I would read it.
1: I would, too. I wish someone would, would publish a Weatherman comic series.
0: Maybe we should do that.
1: Maybe we should. You draw a comic sometimes. You drew the Mark and Cody logo.
0: I did. Oh, man. Drawing comics was how I got through boring classes in high school.
1: It was. I remember reading your comics is how I got through boring classes in high school.
0: Maybe Weatherman is my ticket to fame, even though it's kind of plagiarism. Mm,
1: You know what? I'm sure that they wouldn't mind.
0: I don't think anyone would notice. Um, Yeah. And then Keisha's like, I want to be weatherwoman. But Ralphie's like, that job is too big for either of us. Because nobody controls the weather, I used to think that the weatherman just determined what the weather was. That's not true.
1: I don't think that's how it works.
0: No. Weatherman's wrong a lot.
1: Well, he never says that he is a hun- he's never a hundred percent hundred percent sure of anything. So every time he's wrong, he's kind of just playing the odds.
0: Yeah, it's it they yeah. Well, they do say a hundred percent sometimes though, <laughs> and they're wrong. Uh, I don't know if they're... I'm sure it's happened before. I'm sure. But I actually did a little bit of research of like, what actually goes into that when they're determining the chance of precipitation. So there's a little formula, and again, this is kind of a simplified version, but the formula is the chance of precipitation equals C times A which is C uh C is the confidence that the precipitation will occur somewhere in the forecast area so your city or wherever whatever area your weatherman covers um and then A is the percent of the area that will receive that precipitation if it occurs at all oh that's interesting um, yeah so uh usually the chance of precipitation is like an expression of a combination of the degree of confidence and the aerial coverage. So, if the forecaster is only, for example, seventy percent sure that the precipitation will occur in that area at all, and um, ex- expects that if it does occur, it will produce rain over about half of that area, then that would be like thirty-five percent sure. Uh thirty-five. Is that we said?
1: Oh wait, no what? Yeah, thirty five.
0: Because that would be right. Okay. <laughs> it would so then your chance of precipitation is point seven because it's seventy percent sure that it will rain in that area, times point five because fifty percent of the area would get touched by the precipitation. So point seven times point five is point three five, which is thirty five percent. Which coincidentally was the chance of rain last night when I got rained on.
1: Oh. I never knew that. I always thought that it was just the chance of or of precipitation.
0: Yeah. And I still don't know exactly where they get those numbers from. Uh, I'm sure
1: I'm sure that's very somewhere. complicated.
0: Yeah, probably. So in either event, the correct way to interpret that is that there's a 35% chance that the rain will occur um in that area. So Yeah, last night I was sleeping in a hammock, and it was a 35% chance of rain. And I was like, it probably won't rain. And then I woke up at 4 a.m. and looked up, and I couldn't see the stars anymore. And I was like, dang it, that means that there's clouds. But then I went back to sleep, and at 5 a.m. I was waking up to rain falling on my face. Oh, I'm sorry, bud. And then I got in a car.
1: I I think we've all been there where we've been rained on as we camp. It's no fun. It's no
0: point, bueno. falling on my head, um, well, we made it through the plot of that episode. Do you have any other weather stuff to talk about? Um, let's see here.
1: Oh, well, quickly, in the producer segment, I only wrote down one thing that they talked about, and that's that they they left off one factor of weather, and that's geography um oh yeah, so if you remember in the desert episode, we talked about how mountains uh are what cause deserts. Um, and that kind of geography stuff plays into all kinds of weather. Um, so, like, when you live near mountains, you might be more likely to get rain or less likely to get rain based on which side of the mountain you are. Interesting. Um, let's yeah. see. Yeah, we well, I do about, remember learning about that. We talked about wind. We talked about clouds. Let's talk about hail. Um, hail okay. is a, is another form of par pers- pers- Precipitation. I always want to say participation, but that's that's wrong. That's not wrong. Participation is like when you like join in, but like it's precipitation. It's it's weird.
0: The rain is participating in no, it's my life.
1: Precipitating.
0: Chance of participation. Zero percent.
1: Zero percent. Um anyway, hail happens when there are water droplets in the cloud that freeze. Um and then other other water droplets like come in contact with it and they also freeze, but then the hail gets caught up in an updraft up and it gets pushed up through the cloud, so it gets pushed up through more water, so it just gets more and more water droplets that are freezing on the on the piece of hail. Then once it gets heavy enough, the water the updraft can't push it up any higher. It falls back through the cloud again, so it gets even more. Water on it, and then it falls to the ground. And by the time it hits the ground, there was so much ice in it that it's still like a chunk of ice.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty. Like that's got to be a pretty strong updraft to be blowing chunks of ice upward.
1: Yeah, I mean, you only see you only see hail when it's like really, really thunderstormy. Yeah. Um. It usually just rains. Um. But then. Snow is another form of precipitation. And that happens when... Sure is. um, It happens when the water vapor is ice, um, and then it falls all the way to the ground without melting. Um, And that seems pretty pretty self-explanatory, but there's also something called sleet, which is when the ice in the cloud starts falling, but it melts as it's falling, but then it freezes again before it hits the ground, and then it's just like this weird kind of frozen kind of melty thing called sleet
0: yeah i don't like sleet because it's just like ha i'm not snow i'm not fun at all i'm just an inconvenience
1: yeah it's 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 mean it it doesn't like mean i don't like it
0: i don't like it either
1: well that's Uh, that's all i have on weather
0: cool um well we know we've never gotten anything wrong before in an episode so, um, I guess we're
1: done. Actually no, we actually got some stuff wrong in the last episode.
0: Oh no. Hit the music. Nobody's perfect. Not even the Magic schoolbusters. Now it's time
1: to talk about stuff we got wrong. Um so it's only a few things wrong and then a couple things that are just a little bit more uh a little bit more info and this is all from Donald Ward who is at Ikbin the Dawn. He says that coral is in fact an animal. Um, which I
0: think I did. I tell you when you said that, or did
1: I think we were both?
0: No, you said it's not an animal, and I actually remember thinking I'm pretty sure it is, but I wasn't sure enough to say anything. And I know I always say that in the correction segment, but I wasn't confident enough to correct you on that. So thanks for correcting us on that.
1: Um. Well, this next one is uh. I know for a fact that you got this one wrong because I think that I was right and tried to correct you, but you were like, no. He says that the developmental – the actual uh, developmental stage is the pupa, and the cocoon is called a puparium.
0: I don't remember asserting that, but I will believe you.
1: Okay. I just feel Um, like when I saw that tweet, I was like, ah, I knew it. I should have
0: took my guns wait so what did what exactly were we wrong about? What did we say? I
1: think we said that the the um so remember in in the last episode when they were holding those little baby worms yeah, um those were pupa, and they were like I think we said that those were cocoons, and the cocoons are called pupa, but those are actual living things called pupa, and then later they turn into a puparium. Or maybe they're inside of a puparium. I I should ask Dawn again. Um, I will Google it. <laughs> I will hold on. Let me put my mic down and Google this.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. So it looks like the life cycle of an insect which you know ants would be you know included in this. So they start yep. They start in the larval stage and then they become pupa. Um okay. So they start as larva and then they go in a cocoon and the cocoon is called a puparium but the bug itself uh-huh. is called a pupa. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense.
0: All right. Cool. Um and every, then is that all the corrections?
1: He also wanted to say that pheromones are just any biomolecules that elicit a response in in, in another organism.
0: Oh cool. Yeah, I was curious about that. Yeah. Sweet.
1: Anyway, um, that's been the corrections. Um if that's we got anything the corrections. if we got anything wrong in uh this episode you can tweet to us at bus to the Bus, um, and we will, you know, read off your tweet in whatever episode we do next. Sadly, um, Magic School Bus is gonna it's gonna be taking a break. Uh, now that we finished season one.
0: Yeah, we hopefully we'll come back soon at some point. I don't know when, someday, and do season two. Um, but we season one is a good breaking point and uh yeah i i feel good about what we've done hopefully we continue to uh get better and smarter and know more about science
1: <laughs> yeah i've i've really enjoyed this this time of like you know watching medical school busters and then also er, watching medical school bus but also doing more research and that's something that i really enjoy doing um, yeah if
0: no one else has learned anything i have at least
1: i have learned a lot and i still have all of these notes on my computer that i can go back and read someday
0: Hooray. um
1: I do want to get back and do season two and then three and then four and then the new TV show that's coming to Netflix because there are a lot there are so many good episodes that we didn't even get to touch
0: yeah I'm excited about what I I'm, I'm excited to watch the the new series whether we ever get to it or not I it's gonna be cool and I hope that Arnold is the teacher
1: <laughs> Elisha, when it when it comes out me and you should meet up somewhere either at your apartment in Knoxville or mine in Chattanooga and, yeah. uh, and, and bench the room.
0: Definitely. We should.
1: All right. Well, this has been, uh, magic school busters. You can follow me at Wallington Mark.
0: And I am at Elisha P Smith. The P is obviously for precipitation.
1: Uh, and then, you know, this podcast is at bust the bus. Um, bust the bus. Hey Elisha, can you do me a favor real quick?
0: What? Can you take chances? Uh no, I can't. I can get messy though. Um dang it. No. Oh, uh, ah! come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh I cannot take chances. Uh can but you But I can
1: get messy.
0: <laughs> We're so
1: bad at singing at the same time.
0: I don't even know what the second one is. It's, take, it's, chances. take chances make, make mistakes. mistakes and get, get messy. messy
1: Magic School Busters is a 4 Eyes Network Productions
0: 4 Eyes for your ears